Welcome to the Collections by Michelle Brown Show, a show about people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality as they create change. This episode is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services. Welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. I'm your host, Michelle Brown. Each week, we'll be talking with people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality and creating change. After the many months of shutdowns, quarantines, virtual activities, and otherwise social distancing, it's nice to be able to catch up with old friends. This week's guest, Linda Brincat, is one of those people. She's the co-founder of Get Out and Live and Get Out Bike, which goes on biking trips around the Metro Detroit area. She's also the moderator of a group, Artistic Women's Entertainment. Her passion, however, is singing. She's been singing since her youth. She had a sixth grade teacher who loved choral music and taught her students to sing in rounds and in harmony. She also sang in both her high school and college choirs. Linda now sings as a soprano in the LGBTQ and Ally Choir Sing Out Detroit after singing for many years with one voice chorus. Since its founding, the inclusive chorus, which includes LGBTQ plus singers as well as allies, has become a community mainstay, performing at many pride events and hosting an annual spring and winter concert. Get out and live, get out and bike, and sing out Detroit all really represent the entire LGBTQ community. Members of the community, allies and friends, attend the concerts and the 20-mile bike rides. Linda shares how the organizations have fared during the pandemic and how they're preparing to get out and live. Linda, welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. How are you today? I'm good, Michelle. How are you? I'm doing great. It's good to talk to you. You know, you're one of those people and one of those activities in this area that I have I have missed. You know, you are always doing things. Like there was the, for a while you were doing artistic women's entertainment. You do get out and live. You, uh, you do sing out Detroit. But you're a part of the community. You're one of those people who, you know, I run into at some point and try something. <laughs> but we, we've been apart. <laughs> We we really have. It's it's been hard. And you know, I, I send a newsletter out every Monday that's supposed to be about what's going on in the community. And it was really hard to do that for the last year and a half because not much was going on. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, I was trying to promote like I know that um Affirmations was having virtual events that they could tune into and so I was just trying to promote anything like that that people could 
uh, you know, socialize at least, you know, through, through Zoom or something because there were no events to go to. Well, you know, and, and, that, and that's good because I know, like, some people did turn into those virtual events. But I know yes. that some people, it's just like, you know, maybe they aren't that up with communi- uh, computers or maybe they were just, like, zoomed out. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's there's a little bit of both of that. I know some people actually in my choir that they you know they don't know how to even use GPS on their phone. So getting them on a Zoom meeting is almost impossible. Um, and you know oh, I wow. tried to keep in touch with some of my friends. We, we were going to have a Zoom like every two weeks. And it just gets kind of old. Like hi everybody, and um, mm-hmm. you know with time delays. Everybody was starting to talk over each other. Okay, this is this is hard. <laughs> I know it. Uh, yeah, makes, we, we know, tried, but we gave up. Mm-hmm. Well, I know it sort of makes like the whole goal of get out and live difficult, right? Because you know, <laughs> I uh, because I know especially during this time and it's going on, and I've talked to other people like in our community, and like, and that's what they're saying. It's like you know, well, I've gotten, you know, I'm not seeing anybody. I'm staying at home. You yeah. know, some people are, are still like concerned about going out. The I'm still concerned had. about going out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The feedback that you've gotten from people as you were reaching out to them from, from Zoom, did you did you hear, like, you know, like, hey, thanks, or, you know, it's just like, you know, okay, I'll check on it maybe, or nothing? Um, I, sorry, I didn't hear the first part of that. What kind of feedback did you get from people oh, who you reached out to? Well, you know, it, it was just mostly closer friends of mine, but they were uh, couples. They were hunkering in place up north. They went to their up north place and just worked from home. Uh, you know, I've got one friend that lives by herself, and she just didn't see anybody. And it, it mm. got hard after a while. Um, mm-hmm. I feel lucky myself because I wouldn't have had anywhere to go or anything to do except I've got twin granddaughters, and they both started working um, from home and needed somebody to watch the girls. So I had a purpose. I had somewhere I could go, and I love watching them mm-hmm. <laughs> from the time mm-hmm. they were born until now they're two and a half. So uh, it wow. gives you something to do, and then I can go home. You know, I don't have mm-hmm. to stay all night with them. Well, I have to get with you sometime and get pointers. I have a, a granddaughter who will be two uh, ah. at the end of September, and you know, but they don't even live here. Well, I mean, which has been difficult but interesting you know, like we we zoom, you know, yeah, and she knows yeah. me, and you know, uh-huh. and to sort of look and see like the changes in her over, oh, you know, God. with Zoom, it's like wow. Like, and one time I'll see her do that, the next time, like oh, yeah. the other day, she told me I said, "Well, how are you?" And she said, "I'm fine." And I went like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> what? You're talking?" <laughs> I, I know. I was like, wow, how does this they, In the you first know? two, three years, they changed so fast, and it, it would be very hard not to see them. I, so I feel really grateful that I, I get to see them. But I, I wound up not seeing my older grandkids because, uh, you know, they were at a point where they couldn't be vaccinated. They were still going to school, and I didn't mm. want to bring anything home to the babies. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't see the other family hardly at all. So that was, that was yeah. hard. But, yeah, we're, we're trying to get some activities and things going again. Um, we did start doing a lot of the hikes, uh, and a lot of women mm-hmm. came out for that. It's like it got everybody was so sick of being alone that uh, 
the hiking group got bigger than it. We had like 25 people one time on a hike. And everybody wore masks and walked six feet apart. But we were outside together in the winter. It was good. Mm. Wow. But, you know, yeah, you know what? I could see. I could see where that would make a difference, just to sort of get off the house and do that. Oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. the biggest group we've had even, you know, before the pandemic. The group was, you know, some of the groups are start, people get lazy and they don't want to go do anything. And <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my gosh, everybody wants to come. So mm-hmm. we'll start mm-hmm. that up again. And we're doing some, we did some biking. You know, those are things outdoors you can do that are safe, where they feel safe, safer. You know, no, part of the mission of GOAL is mm-hmm. to unite our community. And at this point in time, especially like even Affirmations was closed. Yeah. Do you think that it will be, we'll have to like do a reboot of uniting our community again to get things going? Or are, are people like hankering, you know, for this, let's get back together? I think they are. I mean, that's what's happened with our choir. Um, people mm-hmm. were saying, you know, we need to get back together. So out of the 80 members, there's like 20, 25 of us that are willing to, and the church is open for us now where we rehearse. So they're they're willing to have us in there. Their restrictions have dropped. And they said, we don't even need masks, but about a third of us will wear the mask anyways because singing is really, you know, you you get a lot of air going out. And so we try to be, I try to be careful. Um, but people mm-hmm. wanted to come back. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't. We, now, we, we, don't, you, we don't normally sing in the summer. <laughs> we get, get that time <laughs> off. But they wanted uh-huh. to come back early for our fall season because they just are so sick of not doing it. So, um now, which church are you rehearsing at? We're at the um, uh, Royal Oak, uh, First United Methodist uh, in Royal Oak, which is right next to Pronto on 7th Street. Okay, okay, I know and exactly. Oh, that's a great church. That's it is a great, great church. They're super gay-friendly there. Um, yeah, it's it's really nice. They love having us, and we love being there. And the sanctuary, everything has been remodeled in the past couple of years. It's beautiful inside. If you haven't been inside it, it's completely changed. Well, I haven't been in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's probably no reason to most of the times, but uh, mm-hmm. it's they're very nice and it's beautiful. In fact, if we can't do our December concert in a venue that we'd like to, we might just do it. There, the it's the acoustics are amazing in there, and they have they built a stage like risers that are built in, so mm-hmm. we might just have to do it there. Yeah. We'll see. So no, you know, so, knows which way this is going to go, but right now we're trying yeah. to just get activities going again. Mm-hmm. So you have you have get out and you live. When I do get out and live, you get out and bike, you get out and, and hike. What else are you looking forward to getting out and doing and seeing? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, dinner clubs went over really well for a while. We were doing like once a month. We'd find some place to go to eat. Um, we did wine tastings. Mm, wow. Yeah. What else did we do? Yeah. Movie day. You know, uh-huh. I'm really missing you. I mean, you know, I, I missed you, but now as you talk about all those things, it's like <laughs> you you really miss it because we did do those things, and now yeah. you know it's sort of like ah, you know. I, I mean, it's just like it's just like crazy, but um, but that's good, and I think that you know, as as we find ways to come back out and do it, like you said, how. You hiked, everyone had on masks, you stayed six um, feet mm-hmm. apart, 
you know, I think that we're going to find ways to do that. Are you biking? Uh, yeah, we've been biking. It's Unfortunately, it's been very hot, so there's been some days where we just, like, we're not going to bike today because it's 98 degrees. But, you know, we've mm-hmm. got a lot of bike rides in the summer, so that's been good. We, we bike uh, Edward Hines closes on Saturdays, the park to cars. Mm. So it's just, it's just bicycles all over the street for about eight miles. So we'll bike through I there. I didn't know that. Yeah, they close it up uh, from Labor Day to Memorial Day or whatever. Maybe it's vice versa. Memorial mm-hmm. to Labor. Yeah. Um, I always get those mixed up. But, yes, for the whole summer on Saturdays, you can bike on Edward Hines, and there'll be no cars. Um, we've gone out to um, Paint Creek Trail up in Rochester. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like. And so, yeah, we've had some people coming out to bike. Wow. you got to keep moving. I and know. I mean, social. Really. I think that that's one of the things, too, because of this, you know, because I've been working from home, and I, you know, at one point I realized I wasn't moving, you know. Yeah. My my commute was from, like, the bedroom to the other bedroom, which is the office, <laughs> and, you know, and then to the yeah. couch. And I was like, right. you know, this just is not good. So I have started to move that, you know, bring that back into my life. Like get up in the morning, go out, walk, doing this. Now that I know about this biking, you know, I'm going to get my bike rack together and and try and get out there and do it. Because part of, you know, getting out and living is getting out and moving, moving in the world, moving amongst your friends, you know, Mm -hmm. just just being out there and being alive. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And I want okay. to talk more about Sing Out Detroit. So we'll be right back. This episode of Collections by Michelle Brown is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services, bringing balance to your mind, body, and spirit. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit the Center at www.thecenterforpeacellc.com. We're back here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Linda, Think Out Detroit yes. has been around for a while. How long has it been around, and how did you get involved? Um, we started in uh, July of 2008, and uh, I was a member of another choir called One Voice, and we mm-hmm. could never get our membership past about 10 people. <laughs> At our last concert, I think we had 12 people, and our director... Todd Ballou, he said uh-huh. he quit right after our last concert. And I was perfectly happy singing for a small audience, with a small group. It was fine. I just wanted to sing. And he said, I quit. And I was kind of upset. And I called him. I said, Todd, please, you know, this is just something that I really enjoy doing. And he told me, go figure out what you want in a choir and go make it happen. So he gave me a book and I read it and I thought about what do I want? <laughs> so I knew that there was like four of us from the choir who still wanted to continue. 
and we thought, well, we'll just, we'll just do it at your house and we'll just, the four of us will get together and we'll sing. But we all made some phone calls and invited some people and the choir started meeting um, with, with 13 people for our first season. So that was a little bit better. And uh, the person that I was dating at the time, she told me, uh, you know, we didn't have a director and she goes, you know, my, uh, I never listened to her, which is probably why we're not together. But she said, you know, <laughs> she goes, Linda, Linda, my, my cousin, he's a, he's a musical director. And I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever, uh-huh, whatever. So I didn't listen to it. And she said, finally, she goes, we need a director. Will you talk to him? And, of course, I fell in love with Ryan right away. He was an amazing director. Um, he, he's living out of state right now, so we don't have him. But uh, we, we have a new director who's, who's equally fantastic. But the choir is growing from that 13 people. Every year we would go to, um, you know, we did do concerts, we'd, we'd do the Pride events, and we kept recruiting new people. And we're at 80 members right now, so wow, it's it's gone really well. <laughs> we've we've become members of Gala, which is a gay and lesbian association of choruses, and we've gone to their um, their workshops that are out of state. And uh, they came in and, and uh, honored us on our 10th anniversary and presented us with an award, and it was, it was great. So we're we're you know, pretty successful. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one of the things because I know I've seen you. Uh, and you talk to people, and and if someone likes to sing, you you know, it, it seems like it's very welcoming. You know, it's sort of like, no, you don't have to have this huge musical, you know, resume. If you like to sing, you can come and sing. If you can easy? carry a tune. No. Oh, you got to carry a tune. You got to carry a tune. You, you, you got to be able to match a pitch. Um, there mm-hmm. are some choirs in the air that are non-audition, and you just join because you want to join. But we found in the past that somebody who is really singing wrong notes mm-hmm. will throw everybody else off, and it sticks out. So this choir, you have to be able to hit your notes. And it, but if you can't, there's lots of ways to be members of this choir. We, you can be part of our stage crew. You can be an usher. Um, there's lots of things to do. We, we welcome everybody to become part of the choir. Just not everybody can sing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But most people I know. Uh-huh. Most people can. Well, I mean, I've told people to go take a voice lesson, and they've come back and they've made it. Hmm. They just needed to learn to match a pitch. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting, you know, because I mean, really, you do. You know, you start, you see some people who like they think they can sing that, and even if you see them doing karaoke, you go like, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> but the fact that you tell them, you know, go take a class. You can do this. And, you know, and I look at all the pictures and everyone seems like like you're having a good time all the time. I noticed that you have, like, I was looking at one of the pictures from uh, This Is Me, This Is Us, you ha- yeah. where you have people with their instruments, too. Right. Yes. We have a band every, every time. We, have a, we hire a drum, a drum player, a bass guitar player, and a rhythm guitar player, usually just those three. But if certain music calls for it, we'll we'll have somebody play violin or horns or you know whatever. Yeah, and we, we like doing that when we can. Uh-huh. And does everybody come like from the Metro Detroit area, or how far out pretty, do they come? How often do you meet and rehearse? Pretty much. Everything? Uh, the, the farthest people. I mean, we've got people. Our band members, a couple of them come from Ann Arbor, and they also mm. perform with the Out Loud. Course. The Outlawed Course is in Ann Arbor, and they're pretty much a sister choir to us. They're almost exactly like us, except they're in Ann Arbor. And mm-hmm. their two, uh, their drum player and their rhythm guitar player 
come and they go back and forth and play there with them, and then they play our concerts as well. Mm-hmm. So they, they really Crazy. enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have to coordinate your concert series? You know, we always try. Yeah, not to, see, we always have a December concert, and mm-hmm. they have a January concert because they want to not do specifically Christmas. So they mm-hmm. have, we know that they have their concert in January, so we know we're good in December, but we've got some men's choirs here in Metro Detroit, but they don't do a Sunday matinee, so we've decided our little niche will be, we'll, uh, for, for December, we'll do a Sunday matinee, and then we don't have to worry about anybody else's schedule. Mm-hmm. What I think there's like of- three men's choirs now. Wow. Yeah, they oh, keep no, splitting. Too much that. drama. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. But I shouldn't say that, but yeah, it's a little drama. The, the thing I love about Sing Out Detroit, and I was in a much smaller choir that had so much drama. We With 80 people, and I can sincerely say there is no drama. There's nobody that I like, wish they would go away because they're causing trouble. It's just everybody is like a family. It's so great. It makes you want to go. Wow. And part of it's our director. I mean, he just holds it. He reigns everybody in, and it's like when we're here, you know, we're singing, and we're listening mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. Well, now, is there any particular type of music that you is in your repertoire, or do you branch out sometimes? I mean, am I going to hear, you know, uh, uh, what is it, a Katy Perry song as well as an old standard? Absolutely, absolutely. One, I mean, one year we did the decades, so we had music from the 1920s right up to the 2020s, and we picked a couple songs from, from each decade. Um, we will do pop and, and rock music as well as classical music, so we always like to switch up every concert with a little bit of both, and maybe something the audience has never heard before, but a lot of standards, because people like to hear what they know. Mm-hmm. But we try to pick music that has a message and reaches out to the community or just to people in general, powerful messages that are hopeful. And that's, that's kind of what we're looking at for our December concert because sometimes we'll do just a lot of holiday music in December, but we, we wanted to mix that in with like songs of don't worry, you know, be happy kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to mm-hmm. be great. Everything's going to be better. So um, I think it's a very hopeful message that we're going to be doing in December. And hopefully we'll be able to have an audience. We'll see. Oh, wow. I'm going to be there. I'm making a note now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because you're LGBTQ choir, do you sometimes put a different spin or does a song ever come up and you go like, hey, this wasn't meant to be about us, but it's about us? All the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We we choose music like that, but... And it's funny because when you think you're picking something that specifically speaks to, a, like, the gay community, um, you realize it, it speaks to any community that's maybe not feeling accepted or loved for who they are. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's the kind of stuff we try to, try to pick. We did a whole concert oh. about It Gets Better one time that had to do, you know, with teen suicide. Mm. And, and we, we uh, you know... Did a lot. We collaborated a little bit with the Ruth Ellis Center and some of their kids. We had some of them dance for us. And so oh, yeah, we, nice. we try to do that. But we're we're actually strong in our allies now. I'd say we're at least ten, fifteen percent allies, which is mm. something that I always saw happening when we started this choir. That it would be a real community choir that represents everybody in 
Metro Detroit. Yeah, well, that's amazing. Okay, were you surprised? I mean, were allies involved in it right from the beginning, or were you surprised when they started to come and like, hey, can we sing to you? Because, you know, it's usually you would think that the shoe's on the other foot. Members of the LGBTQ community going up and saying, hey, I want to sing, am I welcome? But I imagine if I'm an ally and I see that this is a, it's, it's geared towards the, the gay community, you know, to sort of like sort of come in there and say like, hey, how did you I am, navigate yeah, that? I'm really proud of those folks because I'm not sure how I would feel if I was straight to join an mm-hmm. all gay choir. It's like they just don't care. This one woman came and she's been a member of the choir for almost every year. She, she probably came in our second or third year. And she auditioned, and she's got a beautiful voice. And we started telling her about the choir. And I, I just had a hunch. I said, do you know what LGBT means? And she goes, nope. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. So I told her, and I, I thought she's not going to be back next week. And she mm-hmm. was. And she's been back every week since. And then her wow. daughter joined. Wow. Who's also straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any, many uh, families, you know, biological families like mother, daughter, We have had a lot of those in the choir. We don't have any right now. We have had mother-daughter, like on three different occasions. We've had Mm mother-son. I don't think we've ever had a father-son duo, though. But we have had Mm. mothers with their sons or daughters, yes. And we Mm -hmm. do have one right now, the uh, the mother and her daughter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool when that happens. I mean, I can see that would be, like, really great to have a generational sort of thing there. Mm-hmm. How do you, what is the selection process for songs? You know, do, do you throw them all in a, in a hat? I mean, does, is there, is it just your director who picks them and says, goes um, back and says, hey, guys, this is what I'm thinking? What's your selection process? It's, it's a little bit of both. We have a music committee, and they will go searching. And mm-hmm. we'll kind of, we'll ask Jeremy, what, what do you think of for a theme? What, what kind of themes would you like? And I'll, so I'll throw that out to the committee. And then they'll start putting songs in the bucket. And mm-hmm. we'll order approval copies, like one copy of each song that we've selected from the committee. And then we take them to him. And he looks at them, plays them a little bit, and he says, yep, nope, yep, nope. <laughs> because, you know, sometimes the song may sound really good, but, like, the, the arrangement might not be good. And he can see that. And from him saying yes and no, and then we, we fill in where we need to because we've got a little bit of a formula, we, you know, on some fast, upbeat songs, some ballads, a little bit of this and that. So once we get that mix right, and it's his final decision, but he gets help from a committee. Mm-hmm. What's and then the age range? We are anywhere from, we have been 17 that have had their parents come just to watch them, <laughs> to, mm-hmm. you know, 70s. Mm-hmm. I'd say How the mid-range, that? there's 40s. Uh-huh. I mean, because I can imagine, I mean, you know, but I know people who like all kinds of music. But, I mean, you know, sometimes it's like the aha moment where a young person hears a song and they go like, wow, that's, a, you know, those are great lyrics that really talks to me. And it can go the other way where someone who is on the higher end of the, of the scale will go like, I don't, you know, I don't even know that artist. I don't know who that <laughs> artist is. Is there a lot of learning amongst you about about these different artists now do you have conversations about artists you, like, you know we really don't 
but we probably mm-hmm. should. You just made me really think of something that I hadn't thought much about. But some of the people, like even in the soprano section, um, they're in their 20s, and they'll sit behind me and we'll do a song that was like a Bobby Darren's song, Mac the Knife, or something that we were going to do for the June concert before the pandemic hit. And she's like, mm-hmm. she never heard it, but she loved it. Mm. So, yeah, wow. it's probably something, I think maybe our director could maybe address more of that. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. because we, yeah. we try to pick the best of the music from these different eras, but um, mm-hmm. so they're going to appeal to people, but it is education. It is like, sometimes you don't like every song a director picks and I'll be like, Oh my gosh, why did they pick that song? Or, and I'll be halfway through the season and suddenly I'm loving that song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, don't, I mean, over the weekend I was someplace and they were playing Katy Perry's roar. And I mean, the rest of the weekend, that's what, what I would sing, but there was something about it. You know, I've got the higher time, and I was just like, yeah, you know. Yeah. And someone well, was like, they, they sort of looked at me, and I'm going like, it's a great sound. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a great sound. <laughs> but then I was talking to someone who said, well, you know, this weekend, you know, I'm just going to listen, Sharon, to listen to something by Frank Sinatra. And I said, well, you know, on my playlist, I have a same song that's done by Frank Sinatra and Tony Bennett, and each one has a different vibe to it. And, and she was like, really? Okay, Katy Perry, Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett. I said, you know, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's all good. Um, do you ever have that, like if you do a song and you rehearse it and then the rest of the week it's like stuck in your head? Oh, yes. I've had one stuck <laughs> in my head from last Tuesday. I can't get uh-huh. it out. Yeah. Uh, well, and what song is that? Um, it is a Charlie Brown song we're doing, Happiness. It's called. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called mm-hmm. Happiness, and it's, it was sung by a, and a Charlie Brown uh, cartoon, and it is stuck in my head. It's got beautiful harmonies, and it seemed mm-hmm. as the words of it seem to really fit for the things that make you happy, and mm-hmm. there's so much to be grateful for. Now, I like songs with great harmonies, like, there's some country music I like because mm-hmm. it lends itself with some really great harmonies. I love harmonies. When people come in, do people have in their mind, like, you know, what they are? They're alto, they're a bass, they're a tenor. And then do you sometimes have to, like, say, but actually you're sort of in this range and try that is, this. Or yes. Yeah. Um, some people have no clue. Most people think they know what they are, and but they will have to run it by Jeremy because he will make them do scales and he'll see how low they can go and he'll see how high they can go. And he said, you know, you're actually, you're, you're really best in this range and you're an alto. So yeah. yeah, he, if you don't mind, I mean, he doesn't force anybody because <laughs> like mm-hmm. somebody that's been a soprano all their life and says, no, I don't want to be an alto. He wouldn't make them, but you're probably better as an alto. Have you ever seen someone who who was like, yeah, I don't know, but then later on found themselves loving being in this this new range? Um, Yeah, yeah, because it's it's easier to sing when you're singing, Mm -hmm. you know, not trying to sing too high and hurt your throat. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. We've Mm -hmm. got uh, females in the choir that have become tenors because their range is so low. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. We have one woman in the choir who's a tenor. You made me think of her. Um, she joined the choir maybe six years ago. And on the way out, she said, Linda, 
looking at this music, it's like looking at French. I have no clue what I'm doing. I don't even know what line I'm supposed to follow. But she said, I was in the military, and I never give up. And she got in the choir because she has a beautiful voice. But she had to work really hard to learn about music, and she learned how to read her parts, and she's, she's done solos. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's but she didn't give up. Because I have a friend who all her life she has struggled, or she has a low voice. And um, and I can recall us being out in groups and someone will say something to her and she'll say, you know, until people see me turn around and see that I'm a woman, you know. And, and she yeah. struggled with that voice. And I could see that like, if, if Sam ever got into something like this, she would find a place to, she doesn't like her voice. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like she says, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't talk a lot because people always go, oh, you know, and I, and how she's tried to change it, but then how, you know, I could see that I, I'd be tempted to say, you know, have you ever thought of yeah. trying to sing, or you know, and even mm, uh, not only trying we, to sing, but t- we have voice th- lessons. We have three women in the tenor section, which is the higher male voice. We one time had a woman in the bass section. She had a beautiful voice, mm. and it was low. Mm-hmm. And she could hit those notes. So if you hit those notes, you can be there. <laughs> Tell her to come check it out. Uh, you know, I am. I have. She's one of those people who I have been trying to, during all this, to check on because she lives by herself. She lives on the opposite side of a town. And the family that she had here has moved away. So she's one of those people, like, every so many weeks I just call and say, hey, how are you doing? You know, what's happening? You know, you should come out. She's not ready to come out yet, but I I respect that. You know, I respect that. She'd be very welcome. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the the nice thing also about this choir is I know for a fact that there's probably three or four people that the choir is their main outlet. It's it's their main social outlet. It's what they have. They don't have a lot of friends. They don't have a lot of family. And being able to come out for this every Tuesday, is it means a lot to people. And then, you know, we do social events as well, but we, we become friends. I mean, sometimes we'll go out afterwards or we'll meet before. Um, so it's, it's, it's great for people that don't have a lot of people in their life because we will make you feel wel- welcome. So how did you do when suddenly everything shut down and, you know, did you try to rehearse and do things virtually? No, we didn't that do out? anything. Um, you know, we had our we had a rehearsal, and mm-hmm. we went out to eat afterwards. And I remember being at the tap room in Royal Oak, and we were talking about the the you know coronavirus. And mm-hmm. one of my friends said, "Oh, there's like one case. It's in Washington." And I'm like, "Yeah, we'll see." And so then I got a call from one of the guys on the board during the middle of the week and said, "Let's just cancel next week and see what's going on." I'm thinking that's ridiculous. Well, mm-hmm. by the time that Tuesday came around, I'm like, oh, no, that's not ridiculous. It just you know, it went crazy so fast. So we just kept postponing and postponing, and really, I didn't think it would be a year and a half. We just kept postponing. We did try to have some rehearsals. On, we have a private Facebook page mm-hmm. where you can tune in, and Jeremy will record himself teaching songs. So we've had maybe 20, 30 different people at times tune in for that. But it's hard to get the whole choir to do something virtual. Mm-hmm. 
people just don't want to. They, they want to be in the choir for the social aspect of it. And, you know, when you're doing it singing from home on Zoom or on Facebook, you can't hear the rest of the choir. Mm-hmm. You can only hear yourself and the director. So yeah, I mean, really, yeah. I mean, I really, it's like, it's like, um, I don't know if you recall, because she did perform at one of the artistic women's entertainment, Marquita Moore, who is, yes, okay, and like, she's at cast, she is the band director, and she was saying, like, you know, until they could start to come back into school, that they were trying to do things virtually, and, you know, how some people were, you know, and she said, but it wasn't the same, like, there was something... From when you hear from the other musicians or, or, in your case, other singers who are in the room, you know, there's something that you hear, there's the energy that you get. And she was like, yeah. it was like so hard that when they finally said, well, they could come and rehearse outside, it was just like mm-hmm. night and day, even though like they continued to practice, but it right. wasn't the same, you know. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Mm-hmm. I, I did a mm-hmm. summer program with Henry Ford Community College. They have a, uh, a summer choir that they do, and it's, it's enormous. It's like 130 people normally. But they were mm-hmm. doing something virtually, and I wanted to see what it was in case we wanted to take it back to our choir and do some kind of a virtual rehearsal. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done because mm-hmm. you, we were on Zoom together, but we have to mute ourselves because there's so much overlap. So we could hear him. He taught us the music. But in order to put a concert together, I had to sing with my headphones on and record my own voice and my own face alone and then send it to him. And then they're going to, we haven't seen the final result yet, but somebody's going to mix it all together and it's going to sound mm. phenomenal apparently. But listening to your own voice played back on your phone was not fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was not fun. No. Yeah, I know. And and it's a lot. Like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. That's why I sing in a choir. <laughs> nobody hears me. Oh, I was going to say, my friend from the choir was in it with me, Michelle Mormel. You might know her. Um, mm-hmm. She was in that summer program, and she, she, uh, I said, how do you do it? It's, it's really hard. And she goes, I just don't listen to myself. After I record it, I just send it to him. I said, oh, wow. okay. I won't listen to myself. But, yeah, I can't um, wait to see the final product because uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll make it sound good. But that's a lot of work for somebody. And I don't think my choir is up to that. I don't know if anybody could do that. Well, it just seems so difficult. I mean, it just really yeah. does. You know, now, the other thing that I know that that I have missed, and I'm sure that you have, the prides. I mean, it's how often did, you know, were we able to go and perform at prides, you know, do all these things at prides, and not only are you doing it, but then you have your community around. Right. How did, right. how did, you incorporate. It was hard. Yeah. You know, I don't really, yeah, it's like. It was hard. Yeah. Um, we quit singing, what, somewhere in like February, March or something, or February, I don't remember when it was exactly, but we were supposed to go in July to the big gala event. We were bringing 25, 30 members of the choir, and we were mm-hmm. all going to fly to Minneapolis, Minnesota together to sing in this big, enormous choir uh, event where all the choirs from all over the world come. And, of course, that got canceled. So that was a big thing we were looking forward to. We were looking forward to our concert in, in June and then going there in July, and not to mention all the Pride Summer Pride events, and just everything got canceled. 
school. Mm. It it was tough. Like, and then Pride, wow. like some of the Prides kept trying to reschedule. I think uh, Ferndale Pride kept trying to reschedule, and mm-hmm. they just had to keep saying, nope, nope, nope. So we have already been now, we've been practicing a little bit for a couple months, and we are, we sang it, we've had our first little gig at uh, Canton Pride. Canton, Michigan had their first ever Pride event, and they invited mm-hmm. us to sing, and it was really nice. It was on July 9th, so we've, we had about 25 members of the choir come out and sing outside for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ferndale yeah. and Motor City Pride, uh, they're just, they're, it's going to be fall events this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's nice to be able to extend it, you know, because sometimes after June, you know, it's nice to extend it into fall. But still, you know, there's something about <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah, it, you know, it, it it gets dark early, but I mean, we're not usually there at night, but um we're we're sing, we've been invited to sing at Motor City Pride and we normally sing on the Sunday and kick off the event on Sunday, but mm-hmm. they've changed everything because it gets dark a little bit earlier and so they've changed the whole schedule around. We're singing now on Saturday at, and we're going to be the last people to sing on Saturday, which might be a whole good, you know, new thing for us. Maybe it's good. Maybe we'll have a bigger crowd mm-hmm. or a different crowd. So we'll be at Motor City Pride on July 18th. Hmm. Wow. So, yeah, even though we missed a couple of Pride seasons, we've got got some stuff coming up. Yeah. I mean, not really. I mean, it is. It's just sort of like really missing that, too. I mean, there's there's all these things. And, again, like I said, this is one of the places where we see you, you know. We see you. and, And it also shows, like, the diversity, the beauty of our community. You know, I mean, here are these beautiful voices out here singing. I mean, and there's all of these things that are going on, and it's like, you know, we don't have yeah. that. Yeah. Like I said, well, virtual is okay, but it doesn't yeah, do it's not the same. Not the same. Mm-hmm. But if all goes well, I mean, I just hope we don't, you know, something doesn't happen and we get shut down again. But, um, you know, we've, we've got the Pride events coming up again. So crossing my fingers that we'll be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Wow. It is. I, I am. I really keeping my fingers crossed, you know. Um, before we go into the next segment, I just want to ask you about the Michael J. Phillips Scholarship. Can you tell okay. us a little bit about that? Michael was one of our most beloved members. That guy could give a hug. He hugged everybody. Mm. And, and I, just, like I miss it. him so much. You just mentioning his name just makes me miss him. Um, mm-hmm. He was our artistic director. And he did all mm-hmm. of our sets, and he could draw something. If we wanted a Christmas tree that was eight feet tall, he'd get a board, and he would just draw something. And he'd put numbers and tell us, number one is this color. And we'd, we'd fill in the, like a paint-by-number, and suddenly mm-hmm. there was this gorgeous tree that he could just do. So um, he passed away a couple of years ago unexpectedly. It was an allergic reaction. And mm-hmm. uh, his, you know, he just he went into a coma, and he didn't make it. And it devastated us. So uh, he, he had been such an important member of the choir, and a lot of people that come into the choir, we do have a dues that's $85 a season. And there's mm-hmm. some people that either don't work or, or can't afford it, so we, have, we started the Michael J. Phillips Scholarship. And sometimes our, our members will donate a little extra if they can, or we have some of our patrons that do that for us. But that money goes to help somebody join the choir that maybe couldn't afford it. And we mm. never would not let somebody join the choir because they didn't have the money to pay the dues. You know, we find the money somewhere. 
but you know, we have a lot of expenses. Uh, we have to we buy all of our own music. We pay our director. We pay the rehearsal venue monthly amount. You know, we pay the high school where we perform. So a lot of money goes out. So we we do have to bring in some. We do fundraisers, um, but we do charge also dues, mm-hmm. which most choirs so, do. So if someone and is it eighty five dollars you said a year? It's a season. So like if you join for the fall season, mm-hmm. it would be eighty five dollars, and we'd sing in December, and then you join again. Yeah. Uh, but you but music just, and, uh-huh. so but if someone wanted to, they could just donate to the scholarship fund, and that would make correct. it so someone who's just you know right I mean, can't afford you know, it right now or because mm-hmm. yeah. I imagine students yeah mhm you know some people have lost their jobs you yeah. know yeah absolutely mhm yeah that is that is so you said it's eighty five okay correct well, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Now on your on your website it says seventy five. I'm just saying, but oh, well, we want that extra ten dollars. <laughs> our, our dues went up, so I should change that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> most most requires will charge a hundred. We we're very slow at increasing our dues. We don't like to ask mm-hmm. for money for some reason, but uh, you know, I the way I compare it when people on the on the board complain about it, it's like my granddaughter does gymnastics, and they you know how much do they pay for that or music lessons. Anybody that takes any kind of lesson where you have to pay to you know your teachers mm-hmm. you you pay you got to pay something for it it's not free mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'd like it to be free but it's we we do have a lot of costs yeah i mean you know when you stop and you think about it, because i guess i mean people say well but you know they just a group of them just sort of get together and sing but like you said there are things like sets you know some some backdrops uh getting back yeah, and forth yeah. i mean so there are all of these things that require, you know, a little bit of yeah. money, you know. Fernsey yeah. yeah. High School charges us $3,000 Wow, just to perform there. So, so yeah, we have a lot of ex- – and we, we pay the band members that come in. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, and, and that's the thing, too, the important thing that often people think, oh, well, they just like to sing and they're doing it for the community. But you employ people. You help, you help make things happen and buy – and even with Ferndale High School, by making that contribution, that payment to someone, it makes it where that space is available for a lot of things. So I think that that is yeah. something yeah. that people have to recognize, you know. And, yeah, and even, often, though, even the church that we paid to rehearse there, they hardly charge us anything. But mm-hmm. we probably use it more in electricity than we pay. But mm-hmm. uh, it's just nice to give them back something, even if it's a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're going to take our next break, and then I want to talk about events. So we'll be right back. Collections by Michelle Brown airs every Thursday at 7 p.m. You can subscribe now and listen to the podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Be sure to like the Collections by Michelle Brown Facebook page and mark your calendar so you never miss an episode.
back here on Collections by Michelle Brown, and we're talking about Sing Out Detroit. I was looking at the pictures of some of your events. I mean, the warbler. <laughs> uh, and I saw you in your fishing gear, the picture of you in your fishing gear. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw you the Christmas things. Um, how many concerts do you try to do each year outside of the Prides? We do two main concerts a year. We do one in December which mm-hmm. it can be music about the, because it's December, like music about the cold and the season, or it can be Christmas music or mm-hmm. any holiday. Um, and then we can, uh, we, we also do one in the spring. Mm-hmm. So two main concerts a year. And then we get invited to a lot of little gigs here and there. And we try to do as many as we can. So what, uh, with the spring one, did you have to postpone it? We or... did postpone it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, so we've, we've got all that music. We started to learn it, and um, I told people to turn their music back in, but I just left it right in the binders because I'm hoping to give it back to them in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think, okay, now I saw that now the one that was a tribute to musical legends, did you have that event? We did not. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that one is, is actually... Um, we, if we, were, we thought maybe we were going to come back a little sooner, but we didn't. Mm-hmm. And then the theme was kind of people who died too young, <laughs> like oh. performers who died young. We thought, wow, we don't want to talk uh-huh. about people, <laughs> people that died young, but because of the pandemic, but maybe they mm-hmm. thought it would be in bad taste. Hmm. I mean, I don't you guys so. were all going to dress up in purple and do a Prince montage. We were all going to dress. We were going to try to dress <laughs> like our favorite, fam- favorite um, performer who, mm-hmm. who died too soon. Yes. Mm-hmm. So well, yeah, we, we have songs from all the greats. And we're sure going to do that. Know. It'll be next June. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I mean, I think that, yeah, there's ways that you can, we can rework that. I think that people would appreciate that. I think that, one of the things that I hear people talk about how they miss our concerts, and in particularly if someone passed on and they love that music, because I see the right. group, like I saw Bob Marley <laughs> on your on your picture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, saw, I mean, oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, I, I like that. So now is, and and I know it's hard for you to commit to things because we don't know. But is your goal hopefully to do it at Christmas, to still have your Christmas or a holiday? Yes, we're working on that right now. Your holiday program. <laughs> Our holiday program is uh, set to go. Uh, we officially start rehearsing the Tuesday after Labor Day. I think that's wow. the 7th of September, and that's our new member night. If we, if anybody, new members want to come and try out, that's a good time for them to come. Um, and we've got the music picked out. We've been working on that. And then we work on um, – I work with Jeremy to get rehearsals. Um, recordings that he does that are for rehearsals like he'll play the music and then have one part be really strong so if an elto wants to learn their part they can go to the website and listen to it and and learn their their part so we we have that um and we're we're pretty much ready to go Mm. wow how what do you think how much larger do you think that this choir course is going to get or would be manageable you know, at, at 80 members, um, I think that's a really good topping point number. We, we've had as many as 
like 72 or three on the stage at once, that gets pretty tight on the risers. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a good sound. It's, it's very manageable, surprisingly. Um, but we can sound just as good when we have 20 or 30 people go sing at a gig, too, as long as we have enough people on each part. Mm-hmm. And I don't expect that we'll get everybody back for this season. I think there's mm-hmm. going to be some people. We've, I've already heard from a couple that say, you know, their doctors are saying that they're immune compromised and they really shouldn't be a part of it. What I'm hoping to do is record um, or maybe have each uh, rehearsal on Zoom or do it on our Facebook page so that people who can't be there can at least listen in mm-hmm. and learn the music. And then if something changes by December, maybe they can join us. Mm. Wow. But, yeah, right now our now, stage manager is working with Ferndale High School. We're trying to pick a date for our concert. So we don't have a date mm-hmm. yet for December because the school hasn't been able to open or, or mm-hmm. book any dates yet. So we're waiting on that. How did you come to find Ferndale, you know, as, as the home for your concerts for Ferndale and, you know, high school? And, you know, right now, I think that all the schools are going to be open and, you know, so that space will be there. But just like you have some people who are concerned about being immunocompromised, what precautions do you see that you might have to put in place? Well, we're already putting some in place just for our rehearsals. Um, everybody that comes gets their temperature taken as they come in. Um, we are encouraging everybody who, for whatever reason, didn't want to get a vaccine that they will wear. They're, they're required to wear a mask. They don't have to tell us whether they were or not, but we want them to wear a mask. But I wear a mask, and I've been vaccinated. So, And a lot of people will mm-hmm. just wear one just to be safe. There's no harm in that especially now mm-hmm. with different variants. So we, we take temperature, we, we sign a waiver that says we're aware of any risks. Now, when the concert comes along, um, standing, and also in, in the pews, we sit apart from each other. We don't cram in like we used to. So I don't know mm-hmm. how we're going to get on the risers together and sing if we're going to be masked. I just, it's all up in the air right now. Um, we're thinking about maybe limiting the audience. The Ferndale High School, I believe, holds 700 people. And maybe we'll just say, you know, we're going to sell 200 tickets and have mm-hmm. people space out. How do you but think we, we won't know. Mask on? <laughs> uh, we, some of us from my choir went to Ann Arbor to see the Out Loud Chorus do their concert. Mm-hmm. They did an outdoor mm-hmm. summer concert for a little pride event that was going on there. And they all sang outdoors, which is horrible for sound already. And they wore masks, and it wasn't bad. Hmm. Yeah, they, they did okay. Mm-hmm. You could hear them. Um, it's good. Of course, you're, you're going to lose some song quality, but we just we want to do it, and we're going to try to find a way. Mm-hmm. What's I, the I usual heard some things about this surge? Maybe maybe it'll be done by December, so that it won't mm-hmm. be so bad. Then we we just don't know. I'm sorry. What yeah, we're going to ask? We, you? we just don't know. We just yeah. We don't, don't know. know. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't know. What is it? What we're is being the, careful. You know, pre-pandemic. How large an audience would you have? I think we've gotten close to 400 people in the seats. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so you said you're, you were saying that maybe you had to go down to 200. What do you usually charge? Uh, $15 in advance, $20 at the door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's but I think we're going to incorporate like... some different pricing this time for children and seniors. 
So mm-hmm. we're, 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 we're working on making some changes mm-hmm. with the pricing. I think we're less expensive than most every other choir out there, but they all also have prices for seniors and children. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see. I mean, that makes sense. And then, you know, to sort of get them there and to do that. I mean, there's lots of ways that you're going to have to look at how you're going to do it. Besides the dues, what else supports Sing Out Detroit? Um, we do uh, a lot of fundraisers. Normally, we do try to do things that are fun. We've done karaoke bowling fundraisers. Mm. Um, we have a thing with even with Kroger. If you um, Kroger does a charity thing, and if you sign up through Kroger, you're, every time you use your Kroger card, if you're signed up for the charity um, Sing Out Detroit, they'll put, they donation a portion to the choir. And I think once a month we get a check for like $50 from Kroger. Oh, <laughs> which is and, nice. Okay. Yes. And how do people do that? I shop at Kroger. Yeah. Um, you go to the website and you'll see something uh-huh. on there about um, what charity that you would like to, when you use your Kroger card, what do you want to give to? And you just, it'll, we'll sing out Detroit will be in there as well as other ones. So it's really yeah. easy to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I shop at Kroger all the time, and you know, it, oh. it didn't. It, I never would have known that. Yeah, yeah, check it out on the website. I didn't know it either. Somebody in the choir knew about it, and so a bunch of us signed up. And it's, it's, yeah. Why not? <laughs> if they're going to give mm-hmm. it to you. Well, you know what I like about that is because you know, I have the Kroger card, and I know that you can get gas or whatever, but I don't even know where that is. And, and yeah, sometimes I, I go like, you know, I don't know why I use the Kroger card because I I never benefit from these, you know, these points. So I'll tell people who I know. But that's great that if that's the way that I can support, or anyone can, we can support Sing Out Detroit while you're shopping, you know, that's, yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah, it doesn't cost you any more. So it's just mm-hmm. you use the card and mm-hmm. a little, little bit goes to the choir. They send the donation. So, I mean, that's a and small I, way. The, the, the biggest way is, is uh, some of these fundraisers that we've had, you know, we've, we've done really well with. We've, you know, okay. we've done some things that uh, we did a uh, changes salon in Royal Oak used to do a spa day for us. And, oh, wow. Uh, they would give all the proceeds to us. They had three or four people cutting hair. They had people doing paraffin waxes on your hands, facials, uh, hair, you know, all kinds of stuff. And anything that was made that day went to the choir. Wow, that sounds like fun. I mean, that sounds yeah, like it was fun. fun. We try to do fun mm-hmm. things, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, I know that it, it's probably slowed down, but are you hoping to get back to kind of having those kind of things too? We haven't even okay. talked about that right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, yes, of course, we'd love to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, just and I know when. that, uh, I know that you do now, is this for your regular events? You know, your two concerts that you have, a, I see that people can advertise. Yes, we sell advertising in our program. So we've mm-hmm. done very well with that as well. Um, Laura Varga did a lot of that. She's uh, one of our members. She designs the program and does an amazing job with that. And mm-hmm. uh, she, she calls everybody that advertises every year, and they're usually happy to go ahead and put another ad. So we do a lot of that. We do a 50-50 um, fundraiser at the or with a raffle in our concerts, mm-hmm. we 
You know, and we make yeah. a lot of money from the concert. If you get 400 people in there, and it's surprising how many people just pay $20 at the door. That's, you know, that pays for the venue and then some. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, things have, have changed. How are you getting the word out? I mean, you know, because, like I said, when we were talking, how people are sort of isolated. A lot of us are on social media, but many of us aren't. How are you getting the word out for people to, hey, come on in, um, with, you're going to, to start to do the auditions as you prepare for um, the Christmas concert, that you're still performing? Um, you do that. What, how are you, besides, you know, a Facebook page, how are you reaching out to people? Well, you know, normally we reach out through the pride events and we get people to come to our booth and they sign up for auditions. But since we haven't had that for a while, we, we do, we still have a few people trickling in and they just have done searches for choir. They're looking for a choir and we're, we're, we're coming up on the internet when they do a search and we've had people contact us through our website. Mm-hmm. We have, we've, we've got a page on our website that people can actually fill out a questionnaire and tell us a little bit about themselves and then we can call them back to invite them to come to the, an audition. Mm-hmm. What's the best thing that you love about being a part of Sing Out Detroit? You know, the concerts are fun, but they, there's a few of us that say that the weekly rehearsals, just going there and singing on Tuesday, it's like therapy. You forget mm. about anything that's going on that might be negative in your life or stressful. And when I'm there for those two hours and I'm singing with the choir, all I see is smiles on everybody's faces. I become completely relaxed, and it's, that's what I like. It's the rehearsals. Hmm. When did you start singing? I mean, just in so, general, did you sing it as in choirs as a, a younger person? The person who got me interested in singing was my sixth-grade teacher, and he taught us hmm. like two songs to sing in harmony, and he would divide the class in half, and that was my favorite part of the sixth grade. And then in junior high, I joined like the glee club. And in high school, I wound up getting in the symphonic choir in high school. Uh, I went away to college for a little bit. and I joined the choir in college. And then I got married and I wanted to be in a choir again. And I joined the Livonia choir, which was, I was only in my 20s. <laughs> and they were all mm-hmm. like 80. So that didn't go too well. But once <laughs> I got divorced and found the community, I was at uh, Motor City Pride, and I found that there was such a thing as gay choirs. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And I you don't know, have a great voice. I'm not a soloist, but I just love choral music. You know, I think that that, it's uh, one of the things I think it's so great about Sing Out Detroit, and particularly for members, young people, but then some not so young. You know, many of us grew up, like you said, you sang in school, there's a lot of LGBTQ people who sang in a church choir mm-hmm. and, or through some, and then when they came out, that ended. And that's something right. that they loved. But to be able to get back into that, to sing yeah. and sing these songs and be in community, that is so important. And I know how you talked about at uh, one point you were talking uh, about the concert that was the theme was going to be it gets better, but you know, it does. There, and that's yeah. one of those things to be able to find within our community, those things that you loved and you feel 
good about and reconnecting with that and being a part of that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really rewarding being a part of the choir. And, you know, even for some of our we our crew that comes and, and does the, you know, the ushers and the people that sell the tickets and take the tickets, we have the same crew season after season, and they look forward to it, and we can count on them. They know what they're doing. We don't have to tell them what to do. They just take over. And mm-hmm. they they love it. It's, so it's it's something that uh, they look forward to every year. They're part of the choir. They're part of the family. Mm-hmm. So, what's your favorite song? I don't have a favorite song. <laughs> I don't think I have a favorite song. I think maybe for this season coming up, um, mm-hmm. there's a song that was written by Eric Whitaker, and he's fairly well known in the choral community. And he sing he writes very difficult songs with challenging harmonies and that they're slow and you gotta like watch your breathing but he wrote a song just for the pandemic about singing mm. together and mm-hmm. so i think that's going to be my favorite song this season oh wow it's beautiful mm-hmm. it sounds it sounds like it i you know i can just like it sounds like it so yeah so we've got right after labor day is the beginning rehearsals for Christmas and if you want to join the choir that's when you need to show up right yes or contact me or go to our website go to the website and and what's your website singoutdetroit.org okay all right so and um no demo tapes you got to show up in person (laughs) yes and sing (laughs) and well he, you know, some people are so good. They'll call me up and say, I want to audition. Should I prepare something? I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. no, you don't have to prepare something. <laughs> mm-hmm. He'll just play a few notes and you'll sing along. It's super easy. Oh, oh we've had oh, people so you know how to they sing actually... the whole song. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Maybe just a couple of lines from a song. Okay, okay. All right. Bunch of friendly people. people who are gonna... We've had people so good that they have brought sheet music and set it down in front of the director <laughs> and then said, you play that, I'm going to sing it. <laughs> okay. All right. Does Not he do necessary. it? Yeah, he does it. If they say so, he does it. Like, okay. Oh, bless his heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are the people that blow you away because they're so good. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. That is, that is amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, it's sort of like, you know, if you like to sing or if you like to be a part of this, because you guys are family, you know, yes. um, you have an 80-member family up here singing together, <laughs> mm-hmm. an 80-member family sing-along um, yes. with, with events where you can come and be with your family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, is, this is just, so when will you know? Do you have a date for the December concert in mind, or are you still being flexible with that? I think we're looking, the date that we would prefer the most is, I think it's Sunday before Christmas. I think it's the 19th. I can't remember offhand, but it's the Sunday before Christmas week mm-hmm. would be our preferred. The 12th or the 19th, I think those are two that we're looking at, but it depends on, you know, what the high school will give us. Uh-huh. And it will be at Ferndale High School, which um Watch for, oh, oh yeah. you have um, uh, you can you can get um, notices about what's going on. Watch for that. Um, 
in October. You'll be at Motor City Pride. No, September. Motor City Pride is September. Yes. Right. And Ferndale, are you going to do Ferndale Pride? We are going to be at Ferndale Pride with a booth, and we have um, sent an audition tape to, to be able to sing there as well. Um, yeah, Ferndale Pride, we've got a booth. That's October 6th. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be singing at Macomb County Pride on October 16th. That's a one-day wow. event. That's, mm-hmm. I think it's their first ever Pride event also. You know, there's so many places that this year are having their first ever Pride. Doesn't that make you feel wonderful? It I is know. really good. I know you just made me smile. Um, Hazel Park just had their first this week, last weekend. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I was you out know. of town or I would have gone to that. I mean, and it's not only here. I mean, it's across the country. You see, like, people are, are having the, I mean, yes, we have to go back in because of the pandemic, but we're coming out and celebrating pride everywhere. And I think that's just, yes. that's just like, yeah. so fantastic. Yeah. Nothing well, wrong with that. Every city can have one. That's why fine. not? You I'll know, go to all I mean, them. really, you know, then they can be one day, they can be a weekend, it can be whatever works the best for you. Right. So, Linda, I want to thank you. I'm looking forward, you know, to seeing you uh, at Motor City Pride and definitely in December. You know, I know I'll be, I'll be, sometimes I'm not here, but that will be so cool. And I like that it's for the, you know, sometimes you like to hear that you're not doing all Christmas songs, are you? No. <laughs> you know, <laughs> We, we, we've got such a diverse choir. You know, we've got everything from Christian, Jewish, atheist, you name it. It's a member of the mm-hmm. choir. And so there's some people that say, we need to sing Christmas music. And some people say, I don't, it's, you know, I don't want to ever sing Christmas music. Especially mm-hmm. when we start rehearsing in August or September and we're singing, mm-hmm. you know, Jingle Bells. So <laughs> <laughs> we have thrown a little bit of the holiday spirit in there. We actually have a song I'm looking forward to getting. It's on back order, but it's called Merry Everything. And it talks mm. about what holiday you might celebrate. And it doesn't matter what you celebrate because Merry Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do people sing along? In, in, the, in audience? the audience? Mm-hmm. Not usually. Mm-hmm. I think we had some audience members sing along one time when we did... Uh, uh, Dancing Queen, the song Dancing <laughs> Queen by ABBA, because uh-huh. a lot of members of the Out Loud chorus from Ann Arbor were in our audience, and they stand up and started dancing and singing. So they oh, could have joined wow. us on stage if they wanted. Yeah, it was uh-huh. fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> we like to be appreciated. We've had some sing-alongs before with you know songs that we won't do that this year because that would be dangerous. Uh, mm-hmm. Singing spreads a lot of you know spit. <laughs> We don't want to do yeah. that. Yeah, but it, it also spreads a lot of joy, and like I yes, said, it I, does. <laughs> uh-huh. Like I said, I was, you know, especially as more and more, and you know, it's sort of like the more you miss people because I've done a, a lot of Zoom things, I've called people and everything, but as I stopped and looked and saw more things coming out, and I don't know what I saw about Sing Out Detroit, and I was like, yeah. And then I said, Linda, <laughs> Linda's out there doing it, you know. I, yeah, and, and I've been that, starting to post that, more stuff on Facebook about the choir, so maybe mm-hmm. you, you must have saw something, and I'm glad you did. It was on your page, too, because, I mean, yeah. I mean, you are, like you said, 
and that's your that's what you do. You get out and live. And I try. You know, and, and by that. the things yeah. that you do and you're always welcoming, you know, and you're always mm-hmm. reaching out to members of the community. You do you're living that. And for that I thank you. I, I mean I'll I miss you. I, I miss, miss you all too. the things that you do. <laughs> And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing you and hearing you, and I won't sing along. (laughs) (laughs) And if I do, it will be with my inner voice. (laughs) Okay. I haven't even asked you. That's one of the things I I probably already asked you if you sing, so I probably asked you that a long time ago. Well, you did. Usually everybody I meet. You do. I mean, because really, you do. I do. Do you sing? uh, Yeah. And often I sing. In fact, where was I? I was getting, okay, you're going to listen. I'm getting a pedicure, and I forget what came on that was a song that I like. And, you know, you, I just started sort of singing this. I said, oh, you sing so well. And then, and then suddenly I stopped, you know. I was like, oh. you know, but it was just something. It was a song that felt good, and I sing. Yeah. And one of the things that uh, I tell people, like, one of the best things about my relationship with Ms. Ojeda is when we go on a road trip, we sing the whole time there and the whole time back, you know. Uh, oh, you nice. know I might be an NPR nerd. When it comes to a long <laughs> drive, we plug in uh-huh. that music and we just sort of sing right along. And it's, it's, you know, singing is good for your soul. It makes you it happy, yeah. you know. You don't have to be it good just, at it to enjoy it either. You know, you can. That, and it can take yeah. you through all kinds of emotions. Which I yeah. love about you can you can hear a beautiful song because uh, I tell somebody I think I had someone Jenna, I mean I had a friend who went to an opera with me and the voice it was just the tone and I knew what the story was about and I heard it and I sat there because it moves you song right. music yeah. can move you it can make you cry it can make you laugh out loud and make you get up and dance so exactly yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, so, Linda, I, I want to thank you for your time this afternoon. Okay. Um, thank you. Okay. And what I will do, well, for Shirley, um, I want you to stay well. I want you to stay healthy. I want you to keep singing. All right. Um, Can do, I'm going to do all that. Uh, okay. <laughs> and do what, it, too. Uh, I want to thank my guest, Linda Brincat. She's the co-founder of Get Out and Live and Get Out Bike which goes on biking trips around the Metro Detroit area. She's also the moderator of the group, Artistic Women's Entertainment. Her passion, however, is singing and the LGBTQ and Ally Choir Sing Out Detroit. Be sure and follow Collections by Michelle Brown Blog Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And let us know if you have a suggestion for a guest or a topic for a future show. You can listen to this or past episodes of a show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Blog Talk Radio. Join us next week when I'll introduce you to another amazing individual living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality and creating change right here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Thank you for listening.